Good morning. We're back again. We're doing a Bible study this morning, and we are talking about our main scripture for this school year, which is Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. And we have been really researching and studying the fact that what you think in your heart is what you are. That is what you're producing. That is what you are um, believing and whether you know you are or not doesn't even matter. And you know, I heard a really funny story this morning from um, Mr. Schof. He was the mentor to Jim Rohn, and uh, he just is full of wisdom. But he was talking about somebody that was believing God for something. They had their vision, and they knew what they wanted to do. And this one woman just said, I just want to count money all day long, right? I mean, she just had this plan. That's what she wanted. She wrote that down. That's what she meditated on, just counting money all day long. Well, a couple of months later, she got a job at a bank. She didn't clarify that she wanted to count her own money all day long. Do you understand what I'm saying? She ended up doing something that she thought she wanted to do, but it wasn't her money. She left out that important detail. That's why clarity on your vision is so important. That's why knowing exactly what you want and, and picturing it, imagining it, getting details, getting details. And it's not that you just want to see that house somewhere or that you want to go to that house. I want to live in this house. You know, I want to live in a four bedroom, three and a half bathroom. You know what I mean? Get details. Get details. I want a game room. I want a theater room. I want whatever it is. I want a nice dining room. I want, you know, a pool in the backyard. Get very specific and say, this is where I want to live. I am going to live in this house. You see what I'm saying? Get it very detailed and get it down. Get it down in your own mind. Get it down. Whatever you sow, you are going to produce. Whatever you get in your heart, that is what you're going to produce. You know, if you put tomato seeds in the ground, are you going to get cantaloupe? No. You're going to, you're going to, whatever you're sowing is what you're going to, to harvest, okay? So it is very important. We were talking um, last time we were together about how sometimes what you want, other people will tell you, well, you better study hard then. You know, they'll start putting obstacles out there in front of you. It does not say in this word, what you believe, and then you work really hard for it, you will get it. Now, it does tell you to be diligent, but God is talking about being diligent to do His Word. Be diligent to study the Word, to understand what God is saying. Be diligent to uncover the hidden mysteries that are lying out there in life. Be diligent to draw closer to the Lord. Be diligent to try to have a life that is fulfilling your purpose. It doesn't mean go out there and get four jobs and try to earn it. Your key to success is in what you believe. For as he thinketh in his heart... So is he. And well-meaning people who love us a lot say things to us. Okay, like I had grandparents, and one set of these grandparents were not very fond of my daddy. Okay? And so they didn't like him, and they made it very obvious. It was very clear that was their opinion on the matter. Okay? 
And every time I did the slightest little thing, it didn't matter what I did, that grandmother would tell me, you're just like your father. And she thought my father was a loser. You understand what I'm saying? So it didn't matter what I did, this woman was always constantly trying to tell me what a loser I was going to be. You know, she didn't mean anything by it. I was just frustrating her because it wasn't going the way she wanted it to go. You know, I was, I was that kid that was kind of a little outside the box. You know what I mean? Some of my brothers and sisters were just so conforming for her. And I just wasn't. But she would say those things to me. And that when I realized that she hated my dad, <laughs> I was like, that woman hates me. She thinks I'm a total loser, you know. And it was, a sad, it was a sad time to think that that's what people that are supposed to love you and nurture you and care about you think. But how many of you understand that everybody in your life is just people? And if they have been hurt and if they have been rejected and if they have been told these things and that's how people talk to them and they believed it. Okay, so do you understand that's what they're producing? Does that make sense? She cannot give me love, unconditional love, until she has first received unconditional love and could grow it. Does that make sense? And that is the way it is in every area of your life. If the people in your life have always struggled academically, we'll just use this as an example since we're at school, and the people in your life, they've always struggled academically they have, you know, they feel like where they're at in life right now is the result of the fact that school was hard for them or that they didn't even get to go to school. You know, my grandfather had to quit school in second grade and, and start working on a farm because his mother died. And so he didn't get to go to school anymore and be a normal kid. He had to go work and help a family out so that he could stay with them, okay? So you can think then that the reason you're not successful today is because you didn't get this education. And so you feel really bad about that. And they, so they grow up and they're like, you know, uh, I just, if I would have got a better education, I would be better off. Where is that in the Bible? It sounds good. The Bible says there is a way that seems right to man, but the end there of his death, it's not true. It's not true. But if somebody believes that they have to have this perfect education in order to be successful, that's because they didn't feel like they had the opportunity to be successful. So they're telling you their worries, their fears, what they feel like. They feel like they didn't make it because of that. The devil's lying to them, okay? But, but that is what they believe. If that is what they believe, then that is the fruit that they're producing, right? Because they're just the ground. You understand this, right? Do they love you? Absolutely. If they didn't, they wouldn't have even taken the time out to talk to you. Okay? Of course they love you. They're trying to lead you in a way that was different than what happened to them because they want you to be successful, right? But not very many people are studying this scripture. Not very many people understand this. Actually, it's like 2% of the world's population even knows this secret. And guess how many of the wealthiest people in the world are? It's that same 2%. But people that, people that are broke don't think they need to know any of this. 
They think that life just happened to them. Bad things happen. It must be the will of God. And they accept it. And religion teaches you to be conformed to whatever life throws you. Be non-resistant. Gloria Copeland said that. Be non-resistant. That's what religion teaches you to do. No. We're going to be very resistant to the ways of the world. And here's why. After you are successful, and it didn't have anything to do with you being a great at school, although you are, you know, I'm not saying that you're not. You do need to know how to count your money. You do need to have some sense. You do need, you do need to know how to find information out. I'm not saying school's not important. I'm just saying it's not the deciding factor whether you're successful or not because there's plenty of people that never went to school and they're wealthy. And there's plenty of people that have big degrees from college and they're broke. So that is not the key factor. Getting a good education does not ensure that you're going to have a good job. How many people graduated in the last few years and they couldn't even get a job at McDonald's? Everybody went to college. How many millionaires do you know? So that's not true. Going to college and getting a degree is not the key to being wealthy. Now, it'll help you if, you, if your calling is to be a doctor, you're called to be a doctor, then you're going to have to go to school. I mean, that's, there's no other way around that. You've got to have a license. If your calling is to be a teacher, you're going to have to go to school. You know, what is your calling? What is God what has he set you apart to do? What are you supposed to do with your life? Well, that's going to determine whether or not you need to go to school or not. But just because you go to school, it's not an automatic ringer that you're going to be wealthy because that's just not true. You're going to be wealthy when you believe you're wealthy. You're going to be successful when you believe you're successful. And that is what the Bible says. So we labor to enter into that rest. We are working diligently to bring to pass the manifestation of God's word in our life. I must believe that I'm successful. I must believe that I can do all things. I must believe that I'm wealthy. I must believe that I'm healthy. I must believe that I have a long life and that the spirit of life is living inside of me. I must believe that I'm forgiven. If I'm not forgiven, I'm not going to be able to forgive you. Oh, I'll be able to say I do. Doesn't it say that? Oh, eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with you. I can tell you, I forgive you. And then three years later, when you do something else, I'm going to bring it back up again, right? Because I didn't forgive you. I'm wounded from it, and I'm still mad about it, and I'm going to keep bringing it up, right? You're not forgiven. If I forgave you about it, it'd be like God. I would never remember it again. Some things happen and I would forgive somebody and later on they come up to me and go, oh, you remember that time I did this? And I'm like, no, tell me what happened. I don't remember. People will do me really, really wrong sometimes and then they'll come up and we'll be having a great conversation and when they walk off, somebody that's with me will say, do you remember what they did to you? And I'll say, no. I don't remember. What did they do? And they'll have to remind me why. Because I have forgiven them. And if I have forgiven them, then it is forgotten. Why can I forgive them? Because God has forgiven me. I am forgiven. And I believe that. I believe that. I do believe that. 
And because I do believe that I'm forgiven, guess what? I have that seed in me. Then I have the fruit of forgiveness I can give to somebody else. It's like knowing that you're loved. Perfect love casts out all fear. What are you afraid of? If you're afraid of a bunch of stuff, you don't realize how loved you are. You don't know how loved you are. If you're afraid of what they're going to do or how they're going to treat you or how they're going to act or what they thought, or if you're worried about all these things, then you have not received the love of God like God wants to give it to you. But once you receive the love of God and you know, you know, even if everybody else hates me, even if the people that I count on the most turn away and walk off, God still loves me and I'm going to still be able to do what I'm called to do. As long as I know, and I know that I know, that I'm loved, I don't have to fear what man's going to do to me. That's easy to say. But to really understand it, where that's a true reality for you, then you have to receive the love of God. You have to think about that. I think about how much God loves me all the time. And when you are convinced that you are loved, and you are loved, and you know it, and it's manifesting, because that's what you believe in your heart. What you believe in your heart, it manifests. So you've got this love in you, and it's manifesting. Then if somebody says something hateful to you, you don't get mad. You have mercy and compassion on them because you love them. You're trying to figure out, what can I do or say to help them? That's what happens when you actually love somebody. You're trying to figure out how to help them. Especially if you see them floundering around in pain. So what I'm saying is, sometimes people will do something or say something, but they don't mean it like it probably comes out. All they can do is feed you the fruit that's growing in their garden. What's going to have to happen here is you're going to have to walk in love and forgiveness and stay focused and keep your vision in front of you and do all the things that we talk about in here and do all the things that we've, we're training us to do. And as we continue on that path, you're going to get convinced that you're loved, convinced that you're forgiven, convinced that you're wealthy, convinced that you're successful, convinced that you're influential, convinced that you're the head and not the tail. You are the above only. You're not, you are everything. When you get there, guess what you're going to be able to do? Once you're safe on shore, then you can throw a life preserver to someone else that you love and bring them on shore with you. And you can say, you know, you always say that I have to do that, but can I tell you the truth? The Bible says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. That's what the Bible says. If you can believe. And if that's the truth, which it is because it's the Word of God, then why would we want to spend very much time doing anything other than trying to figure out how to believe? Because what would you need in this world? What would you need in this world? All you need is faith. If somebody is sick, couldn't you do something about it if you had faith? 
if somebody was broke, couldn't you do something about it if you had faith? If somebody was hurt, what problem could come up that you couldn't solve if you were strong in your faith? That's why the enemy don't want you to know this. That's why he wants to tell you every day why you can't do it. It's not the people. It's not the people. We do not wrestle flesh and blood. They are not our enemy. They are not our problem. They're only saying what the enemy has convinced them to believe. Our problem is the devil, the fallen angels, the curse. And the only thing that's going to shut them up is the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the word of God. The Bible says, don't be conformed to the world. Quit doing what the world does. It's not working. Quit being conformed to the world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's what the Bible says. Don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed. Renew your mind and prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Think about that. Wouldn't you love to stand in front of God someday when we get to heaven and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what I want to hear. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be one of those people. You know, I used to hear, oh, there's no tears in heaven. Oh, there's a boatload of tears in heaven, honey. Let me assure you, the Bible says God is going to have to wipe away every tear from their eyes. There's going to be some severe crying in heaven when they get there and realize they were wrong about so many things. He's going to have to heal them up. I don't want that to be my experience. He says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want to live on earth just exactly like I'm going to live in heaven. And when I go to heaven, I'm not even going to experience a lifestyle change. That is the will of God. That is the will of God. If thou canst believe... And I'm going to tell you right now, you need to get the wealth. It tells us in Proverbs 10, 15, the rich man's wealth is his strong city and the destruction of the poor is their poverty. Let me tell you what, poverty and wealth are not just dollar dollar bills. Poverty is a state of poverty in every area of your life. You're poor in health. You're poor in relationships. You're poor in vision. You're poor in everything. Wealth is every area of your life. You're wealthy. You're abundant in friends, and you're abundant in love, and you're abundant in lifestyle. It's it's one or the other. It's It's not just money. It's all things. I want you to be wealthy in your soul. 
I want you to know what the Word of God says. I do not want you to be controlled by this world system. If you're supposed to go to school, you need to go to school. If God is speaking to you and he's given you a desire to do something, it's like Jordan. She wants to produce movies. Well, then I told her, I said, then you need to get back and register for some classes. Because she needs some training in that area. She doesn't have to have a 10-year degree. But she needs some training in the area of, of what her destiny entails. Right? If you're going to mix music, you need to get some training in that. You need to get to some people that are doing that. And you need to learn from them. If you're going to be a mechanic, you need to go to mechanic school. And you need to learn Just because you can change a tire and change some oil does not make you a mechanic. If you want to be a mechanic, you need to go where somebody can teach you how to do that. Right? I mean, I'm living a life. I'm, I'm a speaker, right? So I have to go. I have to go to conferences. I have to go to lessons. I have to listen to teachers. I, I study all the time all the time I don't have to have a big degree to do that particular thing but I have to be studying it I have to be trying to figure out what do I need in order to be better at it do you understand what I'm saying whatever it is in your life I had to get on YouTube and take some videos and spend time just trying to figure out how to cut my dog's hair because he don't like the groomers touching him. He gives them a hard time. So if we want the dog and he needs to be able to live in the house, he needs a haircut. I had to figure out how to learn how to do it. You're never going to quit learning. But I want you to get this vision clear. Get the vision clear. Get very specific details. I own and drive. What kind of car? You know? I own and live in this custom home. I make this much money on a weekly basis as a salary from doing cars, showing my cars, or fixing my cars or whatever it is. I have multiple sources of income, businesses that are producing income for my family that I hire people to manage. I mean, start getting specific. Get specific and keep the vision in front of your face. Amen? What you think about, you will bring about. Don't you spend more than one second, again, sitting somewhere feeling sorry for yourself and feeling like you don't think you're good enough or you don't deserve it or it's not going to happen for you. Have you ever seen a tree that somebody planted? Was it a big fruit-producing tree instantaneously? 
No, this ain't Jack and the Beanstalk. You start sowing them seeds and sowing them seeds. It's a Johnny Appleseed situation. Just every, every time you get a chance, sow those thoughts in your life. Sow those thoughts in your life. Sow those words. Speak it. Speak it. Say it. Tell yourself. Write it down. Meditate on it. Sow the seed. Sow the seed. Sow the seed. Sow the seed. And guess what? When it starts coming up, your life will be what it is you want it to be. It's a process, but it will do it. Amen? Awesome. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this and we will see you soon.